If you want a happy ending, that depends, of course, on where you stop the story. Orson Welles. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping key energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as you know by now, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. This is a very special episode. You all know it. You know it. We are here celebrating our 100th anniversary episode. This is our 100th episode anniversary episode. This also might more accurately be the two-year anniversary from last week when I may have mixed up whether it was in fact the the two-year anniversary of the podcast. But then again, I also do not know um, whether uh, it is next next week too. It could also possibly be next next week. It might also be the week after that. I don't, there's really too many factors, so we're not going to get caught up in what the two-year anniversary is. We're going to get caught up on the fact this is the 100th episode. This is the fifth part of our 100-parter special anniversary episode. So we only have 95 more parts left. We're getting close. We're getting close to the end. I think we tried to watch some of Silver Linings Playbook and Uncut Gems last week. We are going down the list of the movies, top 10 movies, Screen Rant thinks you'll like if you enjoyed Silver Linings Playbook. From my accounts, and I don't know if this is accurate, but from what I am seeing on the timestamp of Uncut Gems, which I have not watched other than... No, I mean, I watched it the first time, but... Uh, you want to say, okay, so I believe if you are playing along at home, we are picking up at one hour and 21 minutes into Uncut Gems and one hour and one, uh, one hour and 21 minutes into Silver Linings Playbook. We're going to get these going again at the same time and see where that takes. Also, also, I almost didn't do an episode this week. This is a huge week for me, guys. On Monday, we are shooting the proof of concept for Jesters, which is several years in the making. If you want to talk about the process of, of making something at all, it is more than two years in the making. But the script was written in 2019. It was turned into a proof of concept idea in 2020. And here now in 2022... Uh, on June 20th, 2022, we are finally, hopefully, if everything goes right. Uh, so I've been pretty busy. We are doing lots of things to get ready for pre-production. Still waiting on a couple costumes, but we have most of them. The actors seem like they're set. It's very exciting. They've been turning in their release forms. The production company has finalized some of their pre-production plans. Uh, we have a great composer that I'm super excited about who is going to score the, um, the uh, proof of concept. We have some plans for distribution, not 100% sure, but if any, so if anybody can set up a meeting at HBO for me in the next month, uh, I wouldn't hate it, but, I'm actually, but I'll, I'll tell you confidently enough that I'm actually excited enough about where we are going to try to pitch this thing first. So it's not even necessary, it's just a casual, like, hey, if you happen to have the ability to connect us that way, that's cool. So, but we don't want to talk about what I'm doing, we want to talk about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and Silver Linings Playbook the book. You don't, you don't tune in to hear my uh, podcast, which has basically become a journal of my life's journey and um, stuff like that. Y'all, y'all want the good stuff. So let's get to the good stuff. If you're playing along at home, we're going to start both of these movies in three, two, one, play. All right. I do not remember what has been going on in both of these because it is kind of hard for me to watch one movie at a time 
let alone two. I, I'll do my best to describe what is going on. Uh, up on Uncut Gems, um, you have Adam Sandler just uh, got dropped off somewhere by his wife. So, oh, I think she, he's taking, I don't know, him and his, is it his son? Somebody, him and a young kid are going to a hotel on uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Pat and Tiffany just had their first dance lesson. And now uh, Patrizio and Pat are driving to, it looks like, the Eagles game. If I was watching only Silver Linings Playbook, I would know exactly what was going on because I do know most of the things that are going on. Uh, but today, particularly, it's a little hard because, one, I'm jumping right into both of these movies uh, mid-game, mid mid-movie. And also, I didn't watch them up to the point that we are at, so I don't fully know what is going on in either of these movies at this moment. That is okay, though. Uh, yep. Okay, so Shay Wiggum just arrived. That's Jake in Silver Linings Playbook. And him and uh, B. Coop are standing around. Um, there's some more Eagles fans. And Adam Sandler is just walking into a room. Okay, so now he's not with the person that I think was his son. He's calling for Julia. So maybe he is at his mistress's apartment i don't know i don't um uncut gems is such sort of like a fast-paced wild ride movie thing so i feel like it, you it, it's something you have to watch through in its entirety and by that i don't i don't even mean like you have to watch the whole thing through in its entirety what i mean is that you really need to watch it uh in one sitting because unless if unless you're better at memorizing how things are turning out, you're gonna be like me and have no idea what exactly is going on. But that's okay. He's he's walking around apartment, looking around. Okay, this is my favorite. Uh, this is one of the montages where where the Eagles fans are are slowly jumping around. Uh, nothing bad has happened at the Eagles game yet, but they are. Um, what? Okay, yeah, they're doing the uh, Fly Eagles Fly chant. So that's going pretty well. Adam's looking for something. Okay, so no, he went he went into the apartment, but he didn't. So his son was outside, so I thought he had dropped him off because I was looking down. Because I do not have the, the movies going split screen. Um, I'm going to tell you a little uh, hearsay anecdote i think i think adam sandler made a really nice post on social media about his wife today i i remember i think just saying it might not have been today but it may have been too because i feel like it was today uh adam adam was just being like oh man it's been 20 years and i love my wife and he was being very supportive of him but not in this movie but i think we all know that movie characters are not the same as the actors that portray them. So these movies are very different. Okay, so there's a fight that broke out at the Eagles game. There is not a fight and not an Eagles game yet going on in Silver Linings Playbook. No, no, I'm sorry. Uncut Gems. I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to get caught up on what is going on in Uncut Gems. I've seen the whole thing. And I really liked it. It was an amazing movie. But I, it's, I'm really struggling with the sort of catching up mid-film. Tiffany is waiting at practice, and Pat is not there. Now she's chasing him down. She's gone over to the house. Oh, I love this scene in SLP. This is the scene. Uh, oh, Patrizio's yelling at Pat because he thinks that the Eagles lost because of Pat not, not um, getting arrested instead of being able to finish the game. And Adam Sandler is taking luggage into a house. So they both walked into houses at very similar moments in this movie. So again, a lot of similarities 
in this movie. Adam's not in the house, but I mean, within a two-minute span, um, Pat walked into his house, and Adam... So it actually doesn't show him walking all the way into the house. I don't think it was his house. Adam's walking into the auction house now, which is different than the scene it was again. Oh, I remember we were talking about the pacing differences of these pictures, and... Uh, man, I'm really disappointed that I chose to do this because Uncut Gems is a movie that I would love to watch again. But I'm kind of going to spoil a rewatch for myself because I will have technically watched it three weeks in a row for the last three weeks, which is, makes it kind of frustrating for me to uh, be here watching it. I'm not going to really want to just like start it all over. From the beginning, again, man, I don't know what is going, but I do know what's going on in Silver Linings Playbook, so we're going to focus on that. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is giving her speech where she's like, uh, you know, she lists off the different sports stats and says that they're somehow connected to her being with Pat every time one of Patrizio's teams wins. And we'll, we'll learn, a spoiler alert, if you all are not familiar with the movie, the Silver Linings, no, if you're not familiar with the movie Silver Linings Playbook, uh, we find out later that Pat's mom was telling her some of the things she needed to know, like his running route. I think she also probably told Jennifer about some of the teams, because she doesn't know about these sports things, but she, I know she looks them up. Uh, and Adam Sandler looks like, so Jennifer Lawrence is yelling at Robert De Niro and Adam Sandler is, he looks like, well, he's talking on the phone. I thought he was going to look aggressive, but he is not. So this is really interesting watching a movie without the sound on. I, I, I don't know if it's not on, um, it might be my headphones are on, but I have the volume on both of the movies very low, and I have the subtitles on for both of them. Oh my goodness, I'm so tired. I have not been sleeping a lot, and I have been doing lots of stuff. We are, like I said, in the final days getting ready to film the trailer for Jester's The Proof of Concept. I, I'm not sure whether we should refer to it as a trailer or proof of concept. What is What is the difference between those even... I mean, a trailer would be a proof of your concept, right? I think the concept is sound. Um, we're going to have to get the writers of it back on here, too, to talk about it and experience maybe some of the other people that have been involved with the project over the time that we have been, uh, you know, working on getting this to be a thing. But I don't know. I think the experience is going to be fun with shooting it. So it doesn't matter if it's a thing that actually ever does uh, take off like being sold or not. Because the important part is that it is just going to be an amazing experience to do it. At all. you got to have that appreciation for things. I went to the library this week. That was a lot of fun. Because the library is a place with lots of books. In it, you all know, I'm not explaining concepts that are foreign to you. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted too because we were having um, an exciting time around here. Uh, let's see. Um, we have a lot of the props that are being, you know, kind of organized this week. I am... Um, Getting ready, I got a bunch of scripts printed for all the cast. We have 13 cast... Actually, we have 15 cast members. That's kind of crazy, right? I'm very excited. We are getting a live goat and chicken for our shoot, too, I believe. All I had to do was pay the feed to the owner... Okay, so Adam Sandler, I remember, I like this scene a lot. Adam is at the auction, and I don't remember what him, uh, 
By they're they're bidding on are they bidding on the rock? On the on the okay no the the uncut gem just came came up for auction right now. They're starting the bidding at twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty, now fifty. Oh yeah, I think Adam, I forget what it's called when you have a plant to help drive up the price of the diamond. Do I remember correctly that he doesn't even get the price that he wants for this diamond? There's a lot of, of weirdness in this, uh, in my recollection of it. Uh, it's interesting because gambling is going... Wait, I didn't, this sports scene is still going on. They're, they're upping the parlay. Or this is the, this is the silver lining scene where they're they're making the parlay bet. And this is the scene too where uh, Adam is at um the auction house and he is trying to raise the price. This is interesting. I wonder what this says about story structure that these movies are hitting a really similar place in their story right now where you're sort of you're setting in motion the events for how much time do we have left on these films? About a half an hour on each. Let's see, 28 minutes left of Silver Linings Playbook. And 45 minutes left on Uncut Gem. Wait, is that is that correct? We have 28 minutes left in Silver Linings Playbook. That's including the credit time. And there is four huh. I wonder if they're one is playing slower or not the other. I don't know, but I I do know. What I was saying was that I think they're they're hitting a similar point in their story structure where they're sort of setting in motion the events of the final act. Um, maybe not in Uncut Gems, but I think I think so. Really. Maybe maybe we're in the second to last act of uncut gems because I because I well it's funny I feel like they're paced different we've talked about this I'm really interested in how Silver Linux Playbook is going to line up with the other movies because I'm I've been blown away by how much it lines up with this one and this is very much the one that I was not expecting to line up at all from the ones that I recognize from the ones that I knew and it is pretty good so um you know we're we're giving this thing a shot. Uh, also, I, I guess the cat's out of the bag. I can plug it. Jesters, jesters, jesters. We have talked about... You know what? I say that. Have I ever said the name of the show that I'm trying to create? I've had two of the co-writers on before. We've talked about it heavily. We really doubled down into writing it during the creation the inception of this podcast. I actually had a fun experience this week when I was talking to a gentleman that wants to help um, help make this show a success, and so he's been volunteering with some different uh, things, trying to help get our social media presence, and, and he was sort of getting excited about, like, hey, I got some ideas for some different stories, and he threw out an American Idol version but like in jester world and i was very proud to be able to tell him i'm like um i like that idea all i'm saying is that uh nick cassano one of my good friends and one of my co-writers on jesters wrote a fantastic script where that was the sort of episode plot it was a um it was a parody it was a social commentary it was definitely sort of you know about um the the way that i think entertainers that are in it for oh no adam looks like oh either he ate something he's allergic to and he's going to into anaphylactic shock or he also he might have gotten punched in the throat it looks like he got punched in the throat he might have also gotten choked i don't know and jennifer lawrence is stretching 
Bee Coops just came back, and now they are sitting on the floor, and I think she is going to tell him about how Tommy... That I don't know. I don't remember because I know there's several different scenes. I know she does tell him about it. Oh, this is the, this is also the time where Bradley starts looking at her. Oh wait, no. Okay, I was wrong. It's Christmas in Philadelphia. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas in Uncut Gems because Adam Sandler. Uh, is your, I'm not sure if the character is, but um, I'm not actually sure how that would work. I am very ignorant of a lot of ways the world works. So I guess I'm really surprised that Silver Linings Playbook is going to get finished before Uncut Gems, because I thought Silver Linings Playbook was a lot longer than apparently it is. Um, and part of the reason I thought that was because I think I would have watched it more times if I had known how long it was. Um, I don't know how I didn't know how long it was. There, but it is, is Christmas. And this is also why I say that Silver Linings Playbook is a Christmas movie. We have talked about this so many times. I think there's a whole episode devoted to talking about why Silver Linings Playbook is the most Christmas movie of all time. So now Adam Sandler, his nose is bleeding and he is watching a jewelry store. He is watching the jewelry store on a security camera. And let's see. Um, he has the uncut gem. He has the uncut gem, and he is looking at it. He is looking at it. And it's it's a really nice. I don't. I'm really curious, too, if it's a prop. Let me look that up. Uncut gem prop. Iconic props from cult A24 projects, including uncut gems. Euphoria. Um, the seven wildest props you can buy in their new in their new auction. I, I This is an unofficial list, but we're just going to go over this really fast. A24 fans, listen up. This is how you win. Um, the, the indie, the, uh, distributor was having an auction, a GQ charity auction, uh, right after Midsommar, and they picked some of their favorite things. Uh, Kevin Garnett's gear from Uncut Gyms, 18 props and costumes from the Safdie Brothers Diamond District Stress Fest are up for grabs. The, um... Oh, so I guess the gem wasn't up for grabs, Kevin Garnett's. The mermaid from the the lighthouse. Was there an item that was a mermaid? Oh, a miniature figurine that Ephraim Winslow found uh, useful. Okay. Rue's hoodie from Euphoria. Is, you, is Euphoria an A24... Oh, the, the winning bid... Okay, so Rue's... Uh, Zendaya... Uh, who plays Rue on Euphoria. Her hoodie is sort of like a maroon hoodie. And it... The top bid for it was $6,000. The diamond-encrusted Furby from Uncut Gems. Um, let's see. I don't think... They don't have a price on that. The May Queen dress from Midsommar, decorated with 10,000 silk flowers. So they don't have prices on all these. Gabe's goggles from 8th grade. Um, I've seen, I'm really proud because I've seen almost all the things from this. Uh, Annie's doormat from Hereditary. Uh, okay, I guess that's the eight items. That's interesting, too, that they would have an auction 
four items from A24 films, and the A24 film that had the most items up for auction is a movie that has stuff. Um, for, that has a movie about auctions. Alright, okay. I Sorry, I logged on to Facebook for a second, and it says HBO Max renews hacks for third season. Good for them. I am so glad they did. Uh, that is good. Because, man, that show is fantastic. I have not even gotten to the second season yet, but I am so excited to... I can't wait for season two because I'm rewatching um, season one. Uh, okay. And it is. It is even better than I remember. Bradley Cooper is watching the other professional ballroom dancers and Nick. Okay. So Nikki's already shown up. We missed the intro there. And let's see, Adam Sandler is talking on the phone. There's a lot of talking on the phone in Uncut Gems. I really want to watch. So I'm going to have to put Uncut Gems on a list of movies that I haven't, that um, I'm not watching immediately yet, but I'm going to watch soon. I feel like... This is not the best way to podcast. I really liked the first one where I was watching both of these movies at the same time. And I know that in part four of our special 100-parter episode, that uh, I got distracted because I went live. I think I was watching both of these movies. I don't remember. But I know that... uh, Oh, I saw an amazing movie last night. This is not a... Why... There's too many podcast movies, uh, movie podcasts. I don't want to, we should, we're going to talk about the book. We should talk about Silver Linings, the Silver Linings playbook, the book. Maybe we should not even talk about anything. The guy's done. I'm done. Here's the thing. Um, I want to talk about, no, let's call it, let's call it. This is enough. This is plenty for this week, because it's such a busy week, we did a half an hour, which is the medium range for when I used to do these things. I'm sorry, um, but I am so distracted because I still have more stuff to do. It is Thursday night, and Friday is one is tomorrow, and then Saturday, and then Sunday, and then filming. But Sunday is actually when we really get into high gear because. People are coming into town. We got the director, we got the associate producer, we got some of the actors. There, uh, hopefully, all the actors will come into town and stuff. So, anyway, um, now or should we just stick it out? I don't know. That's the that's the part of the the story about Silver Linings Play Silver Linings Playbook. What am I? T- I can't even keep my analogies straight right now. Silver Linings Playbook. No, I'm too tired. Because I haven't been sleeping a lot. I've been sleeping for like four hours today. I slept for six hours. Um, I'm gonna say it. I don't want I. I would. I don't mind putting out bad content when it's organically bad content, but I don't want to put out specifically bad content where I know I'm making bad content. I mean, I. I know I'm put. Do you all? Do you all know what I? I mean, right now. Do you all know what I'm saying? And I mean that in a way that if you're in front of me, and I was having a one-on-one conversation with you, I'd just be like, hey, can you, you know what I mean? Like, can you infer what I'm not really able to verbalize at the moment? I'm going to try one last time. When I am trying to do something that is not terrible, I don't mind when it just, it happens to be terrible. That's fine. But if I know it's going south, and I have the opportunity to not make that content, and I stick it out just to make it terrible then that would go against everything that I want to stand for. Because if I have had anything in my life that I would consider success, it would be from perseverance and trying hard and relationships and treating people right and doing the right thing and being 
punctual and showing up in the right uniform at the right time in the right place. Uh, not like BSing things because I'm lazy, uh, BSing things because I don't know any better, but I'm trying, right? Like I would rather try and fail than not try and fail. But likewise, I would also like to try and succeed than not try and succeed. Because I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I personally feel like success that you try to accomplish. If it's free success, that's not fulfilling. Part of the, the thing about success is that it's an accomplishment. That's why when people say things like, uh, you were very lucky or something. I don't like to tell people they're lucky if they worked very hard. I think that takes away some of the accomplishment. I think there is uh, a patience in waiting for your opportunity. I think that there is something to be said about perseverance. I'm sure my feet are the most disgusting thing in the world. <laughs> Right now, because they have been no, you used, they have been used, used, used. I know, yeah. hey, how does it feel to get, what, 10,000 steps in closer <laughs> circles? No, I'm kidding. I, you know why they can't smell? Because what? everything smells like curry. <laughs> <laughs> everything smells like Tim Curry. Oh, I wish I had... Anticipation. You haven't seen that yet. I oh, wish I, I had a better. You, you got a virgin. We got a virgin. Oh no, I I have I so I have not seen the that is true. I've not seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is embarrassing because I have helped produce a puppet version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I also included it in Chapter Five of my book. Uh, Queen of the Bloodhunters because I know it's very popular, which is a... I'm going to take a copy of it to the library and see if I can just leave it on one of the bookshelves. Um, I have to make my own little Dewey Decimal thing and hide it or try to return it. I wonder how much they would charge me for it. I'm just going to return... People ever... Places are always... Um, when they get really quiet, like I... It's called I drop can't, lifting. I can't... Uh, I can't be arrested for putting something in the library well i guess i could it depends on what it is i said something like anything i mean my own um but where where what should i okay this i'm getting off track from being off track i was just talking about staying on track but also pat and tiffany just won their ballroom dancing competition and i have no idea what's come go, coming on in uncut gems because it is it was so good i really enjoyed it i just i don't oh wait is this when they remember i know i mean it's sort of it's sort of like a, everything's coming to a head though it is both no i made i made a there's a very interesting thing they're both making bets he's at the auction house oh he's not at the auction house anymore he's back at his no not now oh Earlier, he was at the auction house at the same time. They're making the parlay bet about the um, ballroom dancing competition. Oh, and I was just like, that's sort of amazing that both of these stories are sort of hitting a, a gambling type yeah. situation in their story that's going to set the end of the movie in motion. Um, so, Adam's yelling. Oh, but Pat's talking to his ex-wife. Or why I don't know if they actually got did they talk about it? Yeah, I think she's serving with she divorce paper. Wait, I didn't even tell you. I told you guys I saw an amazing movie last night and then I just started rambling and that was like twenty minutes ago before I even said what the name of the movie was. And I want to tell you all because it was it was so good. And I had wanted to see it um since I heard about it. I, I well I, let me tell you actually I didn't Oh, it's funny, it's an A twenty four film too, which uh explains why it was probably going to be something that I liked. They have a high success rate. They have a couple uh, stinkers. But then also, too, we just got done talking about the different items that were up for auction from... Oh, Midsommar. That's another one that I really want to rewatch. But I have not watched that. 
recently enough to screw myself up with watching it. Uh, well, you have me now. Again. I know. I know, and I've seen it like four times. Have you so. seen it like four times? Yeah, well, three. Three, three and a half. I wouldn't call it the last It was really, it was so fascinating to me because it was like one of the brightest, like, cinematically one of the brightest mm-hmm. horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing that like they the built lighting. so much sense of dread shadow with and all this stuff yeah um yeah no i loved it and like that's why like was, every time i watched it i found something new like really i've only watched it one time ever and yeah, you'll start noticing things like you're like oh my gosh i, didn't I was before. okay now i'm i'm excited did didn't we talk we probably i'm talking to, to you the podcast non-listener right now um as if you're here wait what that um Oh, I was also trying to trying to explain to you. I have I have circled over myself. Did I tell you about the Inception thing about Nick's script and earlier to this is the most disastrous episode we ever have. That's okay. There's only 95 more parts to go and then we'll be on episode 101. But I think you know what's really disappointing? I've been celebrating the two-year anniversary of this podcast for the last two weeks. I think this is actually much more likely to be the actual two-year anniversary. And it's been one of the worst podcasts that I've put together in maybe the last year of podcasting. You know what, though? It's really nice to be able to say that last year because there's multiple years that make up the podcasting length. There is a chance, too, though, that it's not... Oh, Pat and Tiffany are talking, and she is, she just got caught. This is going to be look, weird. He just, got, he just locked them in there, huh? He Wait, just locked them in there this... at the same time. He's like, ah, oh, like, she got caught, and he caught the bad guys, but, like. They get in co- they, this is getting pretty in. close to the end. Yeah, I know. This is, this is. Ten- he just locked him in there. I was saying, I'm disappointed, because I would have really liked to just, like, have straight up rewatched this movie sometime, because I liked it a lot, but. Yeah. Like, now I've spent the last three weeks watching part of it. it I think it would be hard to just sit and then rewatch it. Like, yeah, after yeah. I sort of rewatched it, I'm going to have to give it even list. longer. More time. Yeah, exactly. It cycles through. It's, uh... Like, I think I think people that listen to this podcast... I think person that listens to this podcast... Every, no. It doesn't even matter. I'm sorry. I'm going to pretend like you all don't even exist. Which, if you don't, if you don't listen to this episode, do you all still... Okay. Pat and Tiffany are <laughs> kissing. And the, the camera is spinning around. This movie is almost over. What, am I, what do I do if one movie ends before the other one? That's going to be a big difference. Are we going to count the structural differences of the movies? Oh, because we were doing the montage of, the, of basically the little street... Oh, I remember I also, I took the audio from Hereditary, which was, it's not a, it's not a prequel to Midsommar, but it is Ari Aster's, um, what do they call it? It's, debut? De- yeah, maybe, right. debu- it was the debut, uh, it was the, the horror film before, I am about to say something really embarrassing, Ari Aster is that a man or a woman? I was going to say his or her. Their film. Uh, <laughs> I know the name of the, the... I know the name of the... Okay, now I'm going to embarrass myself. Again. Writer? Direct? Who are we crediting this movie to? I know that you would... That the people say Ari Aster's... Oh, Ari Aster is like Ari from Entourage and Ari Fleischer and Ari... Uh, who's that? Com- I'm I'm blanking on the comic now. It's okay. We there's enough. I guess I was not saying the names because of the alliteration. It it's fun to say Ariaster, like one word. That sounds like a Harry Potter spell. You're a director, Harry. Ariaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that that would make a um. Funny. Oh, yeah. I Okay, I'm going to say the most controversial thing that I've ever said on this podcast. I really am. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. If you're going to stop listening, part five and a hundred parter of a hundred episodes, but I'm going to stand by this. 
I did like the Deathly Hallows 2, part 2. I did like the conclusion to the Harry Potter series. I thought it was a very quality series, start to finish, little lull in movie 4. Okay, I'm giving it all thumbs up. I'm saying it was super enjoyable. I thought it was consistent. I thought the casting was good. The writing was good. But, but hold on, okay? I thought the conclusion to Game of Thrones was a little more solid than the conclusion to Harry Potter. To wrap up. Le okay, so let me change... We're, we're such a negative generation. Let me say this in the positive way. I thought, because everybody, everybody always talks about how they think something is worse than something else. I'm going to say, I thought the ending to Game of Thrones was actually even better than the ending to Harry Potter. And we had a, a brief talk about this last night, but I, I think it's very, this is very fair. And maybe the difference too, because these are both sagas that, that you would have, if you were watching them in real time, taken place over almost a decade. There's eight Harry Potter films, I'm guessing, uh, came out uh, probably over the course of seven or eight years. And Game of Thrones was an eight-season series with a two-year break, I think, in one of between one of the yeah, seasons too. So you're so it takes about a decade of of um, time to get through these series. It it's a little bit different for me. Because I just watch these things straight through, so I things are details are a little fresher in my mind. But everything that happened at the end of Game of Thrones was set in motion, basically at some point earlier. Um, they just start wrapping up storylines, but I don't think they really did anything terrible in introducing brand new things. I think it was totally in the spirit of. Uh, the how the rest of the show had been. I really wish I could go back to when people were complaining about how terrible the ending was and argue with some of those people. Those those conversations don't really go on anymore. But um, and so now I will point out why I think. And I, and I want to reiterate. I enjoyed the Deathly Hollows. I thought it was a very fitting conclusion. It was a lot of fun. It it um, it was definitely not my least favorite one of them. It was solid. I felt like they introduced a lot of things that felt rushed, forced, and sort of justifying the ending that they could have put earlier, too. They start reinforcing that Harry's parents were killed in the first movie, and they hammer that point every episode. Poor, poor Lily and James have to die in every single movie. There's a flashback to them. I think Harry Potter's parents have been killed more times than Batman's parents. And that's the one everybody makes fun of, right? So if they're going to... And spoiler alert, if you are listening to my podcast this far in and have not finished the Harry Potter series, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil it for you. All right? I'm gonna spoil it a little bit for you. Um, Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, James... Oh, oh no, okay, we're on the credits for Silver Linings Playbook and Uncut Gems is still going. Uh, so they're not the same length. They're similar. How much? How much? Wow. Oh man. Okay. There's 15 minutes. So Silver Linings Playbook ends. It's just like 15 minutes short. Uncut Gems is a little long. I wonder if they could have cut. In a couple. Uncut Gems. Oh, but. <laughs> I wonder if there's a director's cut of Uncut Gems with with. With footage that had been cut. Director's cut of uncut gems with previously cut footage cut back in to the fi film. <laughs> um, shout out to Philip Talman and... Okay, well, never mind. He was the sound designer for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, so... Harry Potter has a flashback scene, and we always... Flashbacks don't have to be terrible, but from the writing world, and I'm, I'm not saying the way the audience sees it, but when writers watch flashbacks, we always are a little critical because we're like, is, is it absolutely necessary to tell this story this way? Because sometimes it's sort of using special effects to 
just info dump. Uh, I feel like the flashback at the end of the Deathly Hollows was a lot of information, and it like if you're only watching that movie, and it is some good stuff. I want to tell you like the emotional beats of it are great because it like it really arcs and closes out the storyline of basically one of the best characters from it. Uh, it it just it does justify um, Snape's storyline and his up and down, and it like I think it makes his storyline better. His I think he has a great storyline going through it where it's like you in the first movie you anticipate him being a bad guy and then it's like, oh, he wasn't. They just set you up. Uh, and then that sort of like gives us even another level. And that doesn't, I, that to me didn't feel weird or forced. I think it's the part that Harry's dad might not be his dad. Um, in the flashback, we just have Snape being like, your real father. No, he doesn't say your real father. He's just like, your father was a coward. I loved your mother. Also, it makes me think like, uh, wait, is there a reference that he has his mother's eyes early in the series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Okay, so I will. No, I, I was just going to say, I don't remember if they say that he's just like his father or not looks just like his father. He said you're just like your father except the eyes. But Harry Potter has really dark hair and James Head doesn't have he dark does- hair. I also wanted to say, though, that by the eighth movie, I was getting uncomfortable, like, how every adult wizard Harry meets. They're always like, you look so much like your mother. I'm like, why are these people everybody not, like, me. everybody knows pretty, has hey. pretty strong visual memories of what Harry Potter's mother looks like. Well, here's the thing, though, too. They talk, about, they talk about the Patronus. Mm-hmm. Lily Potter, Harry's mom, mm-hmm. her Patronus was a doe, and mm-hmm. so was Snape's. And Harry's is a stag. Uh-huh. So, if they're both doe tronuses, it's natural that he would be, since he's, like, the stronger one or whatever, he'd be a stag. Oh, wow. I wonder what this, like, if there's more, like, animal symbolism. I don't... Oh, yeah, I'm there's sure all there sorts there's of stuff. You can, some... you can go on Reddit. I guess because they were books, too, months. so there's a, there's a lot of mythology. That, I wonder... I guess, I guess they must have left stuff out, because those were big books, that, too, that... Mm-hmm. They're probably, um, cause I know, I know a lot of Twilight fans are upset that they left out one of the best characters, uh, from the books, which I'm not familiar with. I've only, I've only, uh, audio book listened to part of, uh, the first one. Um, but that's okay because this is not a podcast about Twilight, even though we've talked about Twilight, but Twilight <laughs> is mentioned in the Deathly Hollows part one. Too. Harry Potter says you should read it. He's I'm not even joking. Harry Potter says that uh the Deathly Hollows is better and that it should be read. I think, right? And that was pretty funny to me that that is a thing that happened. It might not actually have gone down exactly like I just described it, though. Um, you'll, I'll, I'll post it on social media, what I'm talking about, because I know what I'm saying right now doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what? Um, oh, man. And it looks like we should just... Uh, what, Kevin Garnett... Is is he shooting free throws or stuff now? Too? So this is almost up. We're at 49 minutes. I guess we're just going to do the whole thing. Because um, that's, that's been the story of my life. And I'm going to say unfortunately, but it's actually the most fortunate thing about it. Is that I, I keep going, even though I, I sort of thought I was going to give up. But, like, here we are. Uh, almost at the completion um, so, like, don't, if you're gonna, if you're gonna stop something, it's good to be, like, here's the thing, too, I think you should have the attitude that, like, you can shelve things. I think we really need to introduce the concept of shelving things into our vocabulary so much, because how helpful is that? It, uh, we can try things again later. We can complete them. We, why, why do we always give ourselves this 
you know, binary option of to keep moving or stop with no ability to ever relook at these things again. Set up camp. Homestead. Make make a, a little house or something. Oh no! Something bad happened to Adam Sandler. Looks like this movie is coming to a conclusion. And I looked down just at the moment it happened to... Uh, I'm going to say he does not make it. I don't think they... We are now being transported cinematically right into the little bullet wound and it looks like we are about to hit the credits so it looks like we're hit we've hit the, we have come to the conclusion of silver linings playbook we have come to the conclusion of uncut gems i'm really surprised we did it we made it all the way through so not only did we make it through the podcast we made it through both movies we Man, see, this is just further proof. I thought I wasn't even going to do the full podcast, and we accomplished... In a... Guys, people, y'all, it ain't over till it's over. It's a lesson that I need to keep learning myself. I keep teaching myself, but I keep learning it, too, that in some beautiful, crazy way... A podcast that I thought was going to be lost. We kept fighting. And we did it. We're here. I really consider anything over 50 minutes a success. Even though I know in some ways that is a life failure. But it's a podcast success. And something amazing about this podcast. We really just saw this project of watching these movies together to the end. We did. And I didn't really know if that was a thing that was going to happen. I thought, knowing myself, knowing the history of this podcast, there was a really good chance that we would get distracted, that something would, would come up in between, and it did not. We have, one, watched the movie in successive episodes, I believe, all the way through. Two, we accomplished one of the projects that we said we were going to in the amount of time that we sort of set out for ourselves, which was a continuous amount. Three, we weren't even going to accomplish it at all 20 minutes ago, and now we're here. Silver Linings Playbook is done. Uncut Gems is done. What do we think about them being... Do people that enjoy uh, Civil Linux Playbook, are they likely to enjoy Uncut Gems 2? N- not Uncut Gems 2. It's Uncut Gems 1. It's uh, Uncut Gems as well. Yeah, I mean, if you like that kind of movie, they're, t- they're kind of different genres, but they're both uh, fast-paced. They're both good. Uncut Gems was a good film. I believe it uh, was maybe even nominated for an award or two, um, which I never would have anticipated. The trailer did not... It's got a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, 91 on Metacritic, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. We've talked about what all those things mean, but um, it... uh, it is it is a film that whose the trailer made it look like it was just sort of going to be like an, a mindless action gem heist film or something and i think if you actually watch it there's just so much more to it but it's also here's the thing even if there's not more to it it's done really well it's shot well you as the viewer feel the tension they use the cinematic language of movie storytelling to make the audience feel invested and experience to a degree the tension that the protagonist is feeling. So that is good. It's it's interesting that I brought up Ari Aster's um, Hereditary and Midsommar because there is sort of a similar spiritual prequel to Uncut Gems, Good Time, 
which was a 2017 film. I believe that was the Safdie brothers' first. If it wasn't their first movie, it was the movie that's basically like Uncut Gems with... I, I didn't even mean to, to say this for any reason other than it's literally the talking point, with, but with Robert Pattinson from Twilight and Lighthouse fame. And he basically Robert Pattinson is playing uh, the um, Adam Sandler character. I want to say it's much like in, a, in a, I always had this theory too. I let me see. I don't remember. I believe I watched Midsommar first, and I liked it so much that I went back and I watched Hereditary, and I liked Hereditary, but I I wish I had watched them in the reverse order. I'm gonna say the same thing about Good Time. I saw Uncut Gems. Is it uncut? Uncut gem. Uncut gems. Uncut. Un. Un. Uncut. <coughs> un, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh no. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. It's, it's uncut gems plural. And it's good time singular. And I want to mix those up so bad because it feels like the 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 movie should have been called Good Times, but there was the show called Good Times. The movie is called Good Time, and is a crime thriller. It's only an hour and 40 minutes. It's much shorter than Uncut Gems. But in the same way, I feel that that Hereditary... And Hereditary was a great movie. If it was Ari Aster's debut movie, good on him. If it wasn't, he definitely worked on his craft and earned making Hereditary. But I just think that Midsommar was... I, I enjoyed it even more. This is one of those things where I'm comparing two good things, one and one other. I watched Uncut Gem first, and when I did that, Nick, who I also referenced several times on here, he had said, well, if you like that, uh, you might enjoy checking out. And this is also when I first sort of noticed A24 as being a distributor of largely fantastic movies. And he said, well, you might want to check out the movie Good Time. Good Time is, I want to say, I think it's not quite as good as to Uncut Gems as Hereditary was to Midsommar, but it's still a very good film. It's just that I think there's a lot more parallel to the point where you could probably watch one or the other. Basically, Uncut Gems is a better version of Good Time. They're, I can't even sort of describe how similar... It almost feels like cheating that they made Good Time... And then they got to make Uncut Gem, and both of them are considered good movies. Whereas uh, Hereditary is a very different story. It's even a little bit different feel, and I feel like it deals with little, slightly different themes, too. When I had a conversation with Nick back when I saw these things, and, and there's lots of discussion about sort of like the relationship horror story in Midsommar, about uh, those themes, Hereditary is uh, much more internal, psychological. And uh, Nick called it, I think he was like, Midsommar is what happens if you join a cult uh, and get absorbed into it. Hereditary was like, what if a cult joined you and was absorbed into you? Also, it has one of the funniest slash most disturbing slash uh, surprising, I'm still traumatized by the scene from Hereditary, um, you know the one I'm talking about, the one where he has to keep going to school, no, I'm just kidding, uh, wait, okay, we've, we've gotten far enough, actually, some, a podcast that was going to be short has ended up being almost longer than most of them do, let, we're going to wrap up because, uh, it is 10.05, here central time i didn't even remember to tell you the guys i saw the most amazing okay also too i'm super excited because a bunch of good movies have been coming out that have been really highly reviewed i'm super excited for uh a number of them oh i did not watch the what is it it's the unbearable weight of massive talent but i am pretty excited too because uh i've heard it's it's a great film nick Nick Cage is, is on an upward trajectory again. He's got a couple solid films in a row. Uh, he is filming in New Orleans, apparently, right now. So we all know that that's, that's probably just a bad combo 
He's he's not going to get a three in a row, right? Third, no, maybe he will. Maybe third time's a charm. But anyway, um, no, guys, we'll 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 follow up next week because we're going to be here next week. We will have so much to report next week. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be part six. So so tune back in next week for. Uh, part six of our special 100-parter, <laughs> and every week for the next 95 weeks, and then as long as we keep doing this for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Until next time, we will see you down the road at Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.